0: I have a house.
1: <laughs> I have a lock.
0: Hello and welcome everybody to the Geekscape Games podcast. This is level 46, the one where we don't talk about Destiny. That's right. We're finally not going to talk about Destiny. We live up to our destiny this week by not talking about Destiny. Juan Carlos is not here. And he's the only one that has the Taken King expansion, so that's we're going to talk about co- what. Uh, oh fuck! That's right, <laughs> you have it too. You have yeah, it too, Josh.
2: After weeks of saying I'm not going to get it, but I didn't pay for it. So, okay, I, it, so that still counts.
0: That's Josh Jackson, and not talking is Derek Crandall.
1: It's because all I, uh, you know, all I have to talk about is Destiny. So I just I'm going to be quiet.
0: Or, or you're sober
1: because I just love Destiny. So or I'm sober <laughs> maybe.
0: <laughs> um yes, so um we're not gonna talk about destiny. We're gonna talk about Konami.
1: You're welcome, Jeremy.
0: You're welcome, Jeremy Shepard. And we got a cool question at the end of the week.
1: And a very varied show, maybe. Maybe Absolutely. not. Absolutely. We'll Absolutely.
0: We're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna try to do rapid fire this week and just see how it goes. So Konami is officially dead. They said they are ceasing all AAA game titles except for Pro Evo Soccer. Um I mean,
1: we all suspected and I mean we were saying this like like it was rumored and we talked about it on the show months ago.
0: Yeah, but like everybody the thing was is that everybody was saying everybody was using Pro Evo Soccer as their um like litmus test. So there was like rumors like oh they're really dead cuz they haven't announced PES 2016. And then like 2 days later like all the press releases for PES 2016 came out. So I was like, "Oh, okay, everything must be okay. Everything must be okay." And then this article came out, "Everything but PES is going away. Um, I well, I just I just hope that they let other people buy their licenses instead of just fucking like stifling the way with pachinko machines and slot machines.
2: Well,
1: did if you guys they see did that? It? How would they put Silent Hill in pachinko machines? Yeah, you saw I I you saw that link I sent you, or had you already the, seen it?
0: The slot machine,
1: the pachinko, Silent Hill pachinko machine.
0: Oh, I saw the slot machine, but I didn't see the pachinko machine.
1: Yeah. yeah. And,
2: but Jeez. it makes me wonder though, because all the uh, articles that I've read specify AAA gaming. Does that mean that they're just getting out of big budget gaming, or are they getting out? Well, of they're keeping yu They're keeping Yu-Gi-Oh
1: too. But um... okay, then I'm I'm cool then. And
2: whatever they could do, whatever they want with the rest of it.
1: Well, Yu-Gi-Oh
0: cards.
1: Yeah, well, from cool. what I read, it was the that they were basically ceasing console production, aside from Metal Gear Online, which they're still going to be supporting as long as it's making the money, I guess. Yeah, because uh, um, and according PS. to
0: according to Eurogamer, uh, MGS Five was an eighty million dollar title, so they're not cutting that away anytime soon.
2: Yeah, and then we talked about it a few weeks ago, but there were rumors that that budget was so high or that cost was so high because kojima kind of would just like fuck your budget and just kept going yeah it's hard but you know that's all just rumor
0: and and you know the the big thing is like the the writing was on the wall but i guess we were just all like like ignorant about it because there was all those stories a few months ago about um like employees talking about how like they they would be shifted to other teams that were just called like development team Eight. Um, they they would be moved around. They they wouldn't be given outside internet access. Their email addresses would change at random, so they couldn't keep like contact with people. And then they um I I I, I heard a story. Now I can't remember if it was if Kojima was the subject of the story or he was witness to the story. But there was a story of, like way back when um when uh I think yeah it was Kojima when Kojima first started uh, working at Konami and. Um, one of the senior like, game developers went up to him in the cafeteria and was like, Hey, if you can't make an amazing game, you should just fucking kill yourself. Like, straight up like, told him to kill himself if he can't make a good game. And apparently, according to that, that newspaper article from a few months ago, from that Japanese uh, newspaper, that that's kind of how it is. Like, the Japanese like, game design culture is cutthroat as fuck.
2: Yeah. and I mean, there's been word about that for a while, too, especially like I think the first time I really heard anything about that was the whole Inafune split from Capcom where he was talking about how terrible it was and how stifling it could be and that kind of thing. And that people believe that that's part of the reason why he was let go and they kind of shunned Mega Man because he spoke out about it in public.
0: Yeah, and you know a good thing he went out on his own so he could just let his creativity rise and he could release Mighty Number no. Nine on time, <laughs> and then Mighty Number no. Nine Two is coming out and the game like like and the movie and the anime. It, it is a
1: Kickstarter project, you guys. So if it ever comes out at all, you guys will be lucky.
0: Well um, completely like off topic, but there was a um, a landfall case in um I think it was Washington. There was this company, a Kickstarter was uh wanted to like make playing cards and I think it was they, like a
1: card game or something. Yeah.
0: No, it was just playing cards.
1: Oh, why would anybody kickstart that?
0: Because they were like like I don't know, there were zombie playing cards. Well they got like they were asking for Who like Who the fuck cares? Let me finish the story, Derek. Okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they were asking for like 25 grand and they got like fifty grand and then they just like kept delaying and delaying and delaying and um uh, long story short, like Washington courts ordered them to pay like each backer a thousand dollars and they wow. had to like refund everybody's money um, because like only like a couple of hundred got printed. It was like, it was bad and it was, it set precedence that if you don't deliver on Kickstarter courts are going to come after you because it was a, um, under the, the consumer protection act,
1: which is, nice. which is, I mean, it's, it's, I, it's, it's just such an interesting thing. Like I'm, you know, I backed, things on Kickstarter fairly regularly and it's like every, and I think I touched on this before, but pretty much every single project that I've ever backed has been delayed. Like there was a smart lock that I backed on Kickstarter like at the beginning of this year and it was like, oh, our campaign ends like April 30th and we're shipping out May 1st. Still, as far as their last update, which was a month ago is concerned, they have not started production yet. Really? Yeah, it's and like, well, and it, of course, like this is, uh, it, it's especially funny in, in, you know, the type of product it is, this like smart lock thing, because there was a very famous uh, smart lock company a couple of years ago called Lockatron that announced this product. Everyone was really excited before, excited for, and then it didn't ship for like two and a half years from when the Kickstarter ended and the product that shipped wasn't like, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't anything like what they initially set out to make. And then so the Sesame project pops up in like January or February or whatever. And they're basically like pointing directly to the the Lockatron Kickstarter and are like, oh, we're not going to be like these guys who take forever to release a product like ours is already finished, basically, and like blah, blah, blah. And it's going to work way, way better. And as far as it as far as it exists so far, it's just on the track to be the exact same thing. (laughs) <laughs> no, and then and I paid whole... two hundred US dollars for it, so hopefully it comes out. Uh,
2: oh, you don't even have a house. <laughs> See, and then I that's have a the lot. thing, though. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Josh? Oh no, I was going to say that's the thing too, because I mean, you can expect delays, and delays aren't, at least in my opinion, with Mighty Number no. Nine, delays aren't really the issue. But I guess like constant delays and being really shady about it and making it look like you're kind of trying to hide it or hold off as long as possible before you inform so people have already given you money
1: i feel like the shadiness is the bad is the worst part like i feel like with kickstarter and especially you know a lot of the stuff that i back it's like this company's first kickstarter and every single kickstarter that that is begun or at least the, the their first kickstarter they're always like the the dates that they anticipate their product to be finished, not even near realistic. So and, so and,
0: let's and, let's uh let's just cap off Konami Konami dead boohoo we're sad. Moving on to bad kickstarters because Mighty Number no. Nine beta got delayed again. So continue your thought. Therapy.
1: Wasn't the game supposed to be out by now? Yeah, the
2: game was supposed to be out in a few weeks, and the whole like the full purpose, game for everyone. Right and the okay. whole perp- and the reason they said they delayed the full game is because they were trying to refine the online mode that no one really asked for. It was like a stretch goal. Uh, so, people skateboard. were kind of already annoyed by that
1: and as we Didn't that what detail, patches are for?
2: Yeah, pretty that's what it, most people were saying, which is why they're assuming that there's something wrong with the single player and they're just You know, like that isn't I, an yeah, excuse. exactly.
1: Like when you know, when I buy you know, it's it's so common today like when I buy triple a AAA title you know you take home the new call of duty or the new assassin's creed and it's like oh you have to download a 10 gigabyte patch before you can even play it for a small indie game to have to and, and a kickstarter project at the very least to have to patch where they raise like millions of dollars more than what they asked for yeah for you know for them to have to patch in a, a another mode later down the line that should that's a, that should be a non-issue. Like re- if that is what's stopping you from releasing the game, release the f- release the game and give that to us later. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. Exactly. How many? I mean, how many games? Um, like AAA titles came out. Grand Theft Auto on- Online didn't come out for a couple of months, and even a few months after that, it was it wasn't even usable. Um, like just re- yeah. Release the game and like let us play the content that is finished instead of like. Shoehorning in stuff that's that's not going that's not mission critical.
2: Right, right, and I mean that already upset people enough. And as we talked about a lot in a previous episode, um, people they didn't announce that actual delay until like the last second, until their uh, second Kickstarter for Red Ash uh, failed. So people thought the second one failed too. Well, it was it was for their it wasn't their second Kickstarter, but it was their second game that they were mm-hmm. trying to fund before the first one was out. And as like the day after that one. Uh, failed to reach funding was the was the day that they announced that this one is getting delayed, which people thought that was really shady because they had to have known that it wasn't going to make you know release, but they didn't want to upset people while their other Kickstarter was still running. So they waited until that one lapsed before they made the announcement. And the whole purpose for this demo that was supposed to be out the other day was an apology for the delay in the first place. But the thing that makes... And this is probably <laughs> the shadiest thing that they've done so far... It's maybe not as big of a scale as the previous things. But with this demo, it was supposed to be out, I think, either Friday or Thursday. And the day actually hit. And there was no announcement on how it was going to be released, when it was going to be released. And then they released an update to their backers advertising like a contest where you design your own enemies that might get put into the game. So they were like, here's this contest, here's the rules. Here's all the details, blah, 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 like this really long contest page. And at the very bottom with like one sentence, it's like, oh,
1: by the way, the demo that was supposed to come out
2: today is delayed. Oh,
0: yeah. And like fine text, like they just like whispered it
2: under breath, like,
1: ah, sorry. And, yeah. w- and with no like no ETA or like this is why it's delayed or anything. Right. Like they really? did
2: like later in the day when it kind of already blew up, they released a separate update explaining why they delayed it. And their reason was bullcrap because It was basically like, well, we were going to have it, we're going to include DRM because we wanted to make it exclusive to backers, but we didn't realize how difficult that was going to be to distribute to everybody who backed it and on all the different platforms. So we ran into this problem where we don't, essentially, we don't know how to distribute it. So we're going to release it on a later date and it's going to be DRM free, so it'll be available to everyone. But you know, that's something that you figure out before you announce that you're going to release a demo in a few weeks. Like, you don't wait until... And once again, they had to have known ahead of time that this was going to happen, but for some reason they didn't announce it until the day of the demo's release.
0: Yeah, and, and then um, in, in the show notes you say it was hit, it was hidden in an unrelated contest update?
2: Yeah, because that was the... it was Before the big announcement that they did later in the day, they had initially announced it in the contest page I was talking about. Yeah. So it was like, oh, design your own character. These are the rules. These are the details. These are the disclaimers. And then at the very bottom... Oh, by the way, that demos de- that demos delayed, and the update <laughs> had nothing to do with the
1: demo to begin with. L- like people aren't going to find out or something.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like if you didn't care about the contest, you would have never read that, and never found out. But of course, with the internet being the way it is, it blew up within like five or ten minutes, and then everyone knew about it anyway. Thank God. So it's just all kinds of. I don't know. It's just all kinds of shady going on over there, and it makes people. It makes a lot of people question whether or not they want to even back anything anymore and it's easy to see too that Inafune's uh reputation's kind of taking a huge hit at this point and deservedly and it, so honestly
0: yeah no like like um the thing is if you're going to have a kickstarter you have to and i've said this ad nauseum but you have to treat your backers like investors like you have to answer to them they're not pre-orders they're not customers they're investors so but that that's a two-edged sword that that these people that are investing in the company need to look at it as they are investing and their, their ROI is the game or the product in any, any perks. So you wouldn't like the day of product release or product like checkpoint be, go to the board of directors and be like, Oh yeah, sorry, that's not, that's not happening. You'd, you'd fucking telegraph that shit like a month out, a month out and be like, Hey, we're behind. We don't think we're going to make it, but that's, that's, that's sketchy as hell just to like drop it like that.
2: And yeah. And like you're like you're alluding to, it's like really disrespectful. Like they're not treating their Kickstarter backers with the same level of respect that they would treat like a board of directors or now, a group do of they, investors.
0: Do they still have that community director that came under fire during the whole Gamergate thing?
2: Oh, I don't know. I think that they I think that that got. Squashed pretty quick when it became a big deal, but I don't remember. I, I I didn't really follow, and honestly, I don't really care too much about that aspect of it. So I didn't. I have no idea what the status of that is.
0: Oh, I, I just I just like know from a, like cursory reading that she was kind of um like everybody hated her for what she was doing. Like she was blocking people from like backers channels, and like that would make sense if if their community manager if this information is not getting out in time, and their community manager is this like person that everyone said was unqualified for the job. It's like Here's your fucking, like, you know, you made your goddamn bed, lie it.
2: Right. Moment. No, I'm pretty sure their community manager is someone different now, but I'm not 100% sure, so I don't want to commit too much to it.
0: Okay. Yeah, but and yeah. she was, and she's a woman, I hate women, so we don't, <laughs> they don't deserve our time.
2: Yeah, no, we've heard, but, no, but, I mean, disappointment and hating women seems to be a theme of this week, <laughs> which, unfortunately, went hand-in-hand hand with the most disappointing uh, announcement in, ter- uh, in terms of delays, for me at least, um, that with WWE 2K16, and I'm kind of disappointed that Juan's not here. But I guess to put it in, in perspective for someone who doesn't watch wrestling, um, imagine, I don't know, whatever TV show, say, uh, uh, Breaking Bad. And then there was a video game based off of it. And there was a new, there was like a set the only, of only new... The
0: only way I could think of like a Breaking Bad video game is like Root Beer Tapper, but with just <laughs> meth. Or that's probably a bad example, but I they guess... They made a version
1: of a Cookie Clicker that was like about making meth. Meth cooker. I don't know what it's called.
0: The Wasilla Alaska simulator.
2: Meth, meth, <laughs> meth capital of the state. Oh, You're Not yeah. a realtor
1: at all, are you? <laughs> I'm a
2: meth dealer. It's a front. You just hide it. You just hide it in the basement so that if someone buys the house, it's on them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, so yeah, just to put it in perspective, imagine a TV show. There's four, like a group of four wildly popular characters, and then for whatever reason when a video game comes out based off of it they have every character included except for those characters so that's oh, kind of what we're dealing with with WWTC 16
0: wasn't it like with the lost game like it came out and like like half the characters from the show weren't even in there and you didn't play as anybody you played as like some rando survivor
2: yeah something like that like yeah. but yeah i kept hearing that that game was terrible but i mean <laughs> Like, one of what really made it frustrating with WWE is because it promises to have the largest roster in series history, which we talked about before, and they released their full roster earlier this week, which has everybody from, like, three Triple H's and, like, three John Cena's to, to like, people who, like, Dilo Brown and fucking Kama Mustafa and Mikey Whiprick, who I don't even remember Mikey Whiprick, and whoever that is is in it, but these... (laughs) These four very popular, very respected female wrestlers are not in the game, and Hell, the... Derek Kraneveldt's in this game. He, he might as well be everyone else's, as long as he's not a woman. <laughs> you're apparently in the game, so <laughs> essentially, the only people who, the only female wrestlers who made it into the game, are the ones that are in their reality show, Total Divas. So people were kind of pissed because they're like, you included almost, you've included duplicates of people, but these four really popular female wrestlers aren't in it. So and they're the four of them are collectively kind of known unofficially as the four horsewomen because they're also like universally loved by wrestling fans. And they came up at around the same time.
0: Is is one of them that chick who like that one wrestler like accidentally like Instagrammed like a nude picture of her and then his fiance was like, what the fuck? And then she started tweeting like his dick pics all over the place.
2: No, that was completely different. She I'm actually like, just that... got fired for having like Nazi imagery in all of her social, in a bunch of her social media uh, pictures and stuff. The but fiance or the the wheelchair? the girl that he was having an affair with, who was oh. also a wrestler at the time. But oh, that's so cool. But yeah, oh, but everyone that. assumed that you know those four characters are conveniently missing, so they're probably going to package them later as DLC. Uh, unfortunately, even though that would have sucked, unfortunately we're not even getting that because 2K yesterday just released a press release that said, and I'm reading this directly from their press release. We pushed as hard as we could to include Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Bayley in WWE 2K16, but it simply did not work out for various reasons. We are not divulging the, f- the full details of our post-launch content, but we can confirm that the Four Horsewomen will not be available as DLC.
0: Bullshit. They pu- they, they push bullshit.
2: Yeah, and it's there's stories of WWE like kind of getting in the way of what 2K wants to do with the game, but it just makes no sense, because like I said, you're taking four of the most popular characters... In the entire company, let alone just the women's roster. But yet you have space for certain c- people like, say, Eva Marie, who's someone who hasn't wrestled on mainstream television in, like, a year and is, like, god-awful. But she's in the game because she's now, on their reality show.
0: Now, don't they just have, have, like, a really, like, really shitty, like, a track record with just making bad PR decisions? Like, when, when a wrestler has a scandal, they just scrub them from the record books?
2: Yeah, I mean, pretty much, but... I mean, there's really no reason for this to happen, especially with how big the roster is. So can you
0: can you can you like hypothesize as to what what the reasoning behind it is? Or is it just purely you think?
2: I think the people in management don't think that women's wrestling matters. So their priority was putting in the girls on the reality show because they figure they could get possibly like a bunch of like wives and soccer moms or whatever who sit around watching reality TV all day to take interest in the game because Nikki Bella or whoever the fuck is in it. But people who actually like are into wrestling don't care about women's wrestling. So they made them like, a they didn't make them a priority when in reality, if they had a sliver of a pulse of uh, a sliver of a finger on the pulse of what people want, they would, these four would have been like the first people they were pushing to put in. I mean, hell, they they have a goddamn like nickname for the group, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, exactly, and it's not their name either. It's a name that the fans came up with because everyone's so like excited about them, and it's been yeah. it's not anything new either. It's been like the better part of like a year, maybe a year and a half, and they still are so clueless that they're gonna keep those characters from being in. So it just it's one of those decisions that, and as a wrestling fan, you come across this often, but it's one of those decisions that just makes no sense, and it just no tops off like a tops off a, a week full of kind of. Like a week full of disappointments, delays, and a lot of bad news going around this week.
1: Yeah. Speaking of delays... Wait, wait!
0: What were you going to talk about?
1: Uh, Star Fox?
0: Okay, well, hold on, hold on. So, um, there's a um, uh, British uh, video game online magazine called MCV UK, and they released a an article today um, saying, publishers have learned nothing from broken game fiasco warns bug testers. And I'm going to read from the article because it's real quick. Uh, major games this Christmas could launch with crippling bugs just like in 2014. That's the warning from leading game testing firms who insist too many publishers have not learned their lessons from quarter four last year. Which saw a number of titles arriving with game-breaking issues, such as the Master Chief Collection, Drive Club, and Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, uh, Poll to Win, which is a game testing company, and outs- uh, um, and a third-party game testing company that um publishers outsource um. QA two, uh, pull to win localization director Chris Riley warned the run up to this Christmas will be no different from the last one. Console games are expensive to develop, so missing a street date is not accept is not an acceptable situation to a publisher. Day one patches have become the norm over the last few years. Derek, you mentioned that to try and address this, but the reality is is it often takes several patches where a title is significantly behind schedule. Uh, universally speaking, QA manager James Cubit said that there's been some improvement from game creators, but it is still not enough is, uh, quote, it is getting better but far from solved. People need to stop seeing delays as a bad thing, both companies and the user base. The number of companies that just squeeze QA testing in the remaining period without sufficient time to then fix the issues and retest is hurting their own titles in the long run. Now, Derek, you said that very rarely do you you get a game and not have a day one patch.
1: Unless it's Um, a Wii U game.
0: Unless it's a Wii U game. It's perfect. Um, But then... um, Uh, Josh, you, I mean, uh, I mean, we said about all these delays in kickstarting. So where's the happy medium? Well, like where, where's the happy medium? Like, uh, like, again, this is the year of no pre-orders for me. I'm, I am not pre-ordering. It's at least a week. I'm waiting a week to purchase my games. Um, and I, I think that, um, like I've been, I've been burned last year by, uh, ACU that I don't want to do that again. I didn't. I didn't right. get Watchdogs. Oh, lucky!
2: And I mean, that's good though because if more people did what you were doing, then it would send a message. But it's funny that the, like you said, the article was titled, you know, the they haven't learned their lesson. But as far as I'm reading into it, they have learned their lesson. But the lesson that they learned is that they could put out whatever <laughs> crap that they have available, and everyone's still going to buy it. Like it I just feel like, and there's no there's no incentive for them to improve if everyone's just going to buy their game every year. And then they put out an apology that's like, oh, sorry, it doesn't work. Here's the finished version four months later. Please remember to buy our game next year. And everyone does the exact same thing.
1: It's just this crazy idea completely that people are either so enthralled with a franchise or what that franchise at one time represented. Or, you know, whether it's that they're enthralled with that or they're like, you know, I need this pre-order DLC really bad or like what, what is it that entices people to pre-order? Like, unless the only time I ever pre-order anything is if it's like a collector's edition. Like I got the pit boy edition of fallout four. And
0: you know that, you know, like all Bethesda games, it's going to be buggy as fuck.
1: Oh, I'm expecting it completely. Yeah. Yeah, but
2: But the difference with a game like fallout though, is that it's like, it's such a huge game that, you know, there's, there's definitely a balance where, if a game is like huge, ambitious, if it's like Witcher or Grand Theft Auto, you have yeah. to kind of expect yeah. some level of bugginess because it's so huge. There's no way anyone's going to catch all of that. But there's a difference between that and well, like Grand a game. The- Grand Theft Auto got delayed twice, right? Yeah. It got, and, it got delayed twice and there was still
1: bugs. For sure. But... Well, and I mean, I, f- I feel like for games, especially games of that size, it's going to be, you know, you're never going to get rid of every bug. And that's just something that has to be accepted. But for... You know, actually, like Rockstar's a Rockstar's a good example of that. Instead of releasing a broken game when they said it was going to release, they delayed it because it wasn't ready and it wasn't done. Um, and that's it, it's sad that that. I mean, I, I commend them f- for doing that, but it's sad that that should be something that we should have to commend a company for today. Because, right. You know, had that game been in the hands of Ubisoft or EA or whoever it probably would have come out in whatever broken buggy as shit state that it, it was in at the time. And, uh, but yeah, just it, what I like kind of what I was saying before. Why, why do people pre-order today? It, it's, unless it's something like a collector's edition, you're not going to have a problem getting a title on launch day. Um, do people really care about pre-order, pre-order DLC? Like, I feel like half the time, if I, I go to a pick up a game do. on launch day that I didn't pre-order, they're like, oh, here, you can have this DLC, and I don't ever activate it. Or if the game comes with a, like a DLC code in the package for like, oh, you can start the game with these weapons because you bought the game, I'm, just, I, I, it's not worth the hassle to me to put in that code. Like, I'll just start with what the game wants to give me rather than putting in a code to get some other crap.
0: And like like, like
1: I, I mentioned a few- Like, is that atypical? Like, do, do people really care about that stuff? Well,
2: I, 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 I think people I, do- I, Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say. Oh, actually, you go ahead because I think I'm going into a bit of a rant. So I, <laughs> um, I um, I mentioned maybe a
0: few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, that um, like a pro tip for me was buying day one PC releases that are normally like an Origin or a Steam exclusive, um, uh, and uh, they'll have your pre order bonus stuff printed in the box. So because the The physical PC market is so small, especially for games that are uh, you're expecting to go through an online um, distribution system. Th- that they they just ex- it'll be cheaper just to print everything at once at the same time. And so the first printing run will have all the pre order bonuses stuff. So there's really no unless unless it's like uh, a retailer exclusive where the code is on the receipt. It's usually stuff that's not going to like like break the game that you don't have it. Like uh, yeah, like all who gives sh- a
1: shit about pre order bonuses.
0: Yeah, and like yes. with with Shadow with Shadow of Mortar, the guy just is like, "Hey, I'm going to say that you pre-ordered the game so we can print out the pre-order codes." And like it was I I don't fucking know what like hold on, like it was like an extra axe or something and like ex- exclusive missions it's like that there's I-
1: 75,000 axes in that game. Like who cares if you get yeah. one more? Like I just don't <laughs> understand why that's an incentive for somebody to go and be like, "Oh, this game doesn't come out for one year, but I'd like to pay for it now and, you know, just turn a blind eye to how the game ends up because i'm already paying for it before
0: we let josh go on his his rant what was what was the last game that you pre-ordered um besides fallout for
1: Derek? besides fallout um uh i think it was destiny okay and we all know how that turned out it was great um mediocre
0: yeah our own eric francisco did a a write-up on um um, i he didn't even
1: include you yeah i know i was so pissed i thought we were brothers you you guys shared a bed that's and he couldn't even include you in his article.
0: <laughs> so hurt, so hurt. Um, but um, for me, I don't think I've preordered anything in a while. Uh, all I can remember is my favorite pre-order was um, I pre-ordered uh, Fifty Cent Blood in the Sand, which is one of my all-time favorite games. And uh, the guy was like, "You want to <laughs> pre-order the, I think you're
2: this? the only one, dude? It was so good. It had a dedicated was, swear button, and you could level up your swears. It was, but it was good in a it was good in a like troll two kind of way. Well, it well, was like well, the, so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it
0: it was, but the combat, like the gameplay, the gameplay was, was was tight. It was locked down. It was it was good gameplay, but everything else around it was completely absurd. So anyway, I remember around.
2: feeling that the game was really self centered because it's like if your partner died, then the game would keep going until Fifty Cent revived them. But if Fifty Cent died, it was just instant game over. Yeah, no, but uh, it is. but yeah, in regards to pre ordering. Um, well, two things now because when Derek brought it up, um, I'm someone who's somewhat of an avid pre-order person, but that's partially because Best Buy gives you an extra ten dollars
1: off every time you pre-order certain games. So that but, that I totally understand. If you're saving money because you're pre-ordering it and you're likely to pick it up anyways, like that's that's an actual incentive to pay for the game early for sure.
2: Right. But I mean, maybe because I worked at GameStop, and I feel like this is actually a misconception that seems to go around a lot. But like when you pre-order something, it doesn't. When you pre-order something, it doesn't mean that you're gonna buy it. Like you can cancel it at any point. Oh yeah. It doesn't have and it doesn't have to be like a full thing either. Like the only thing that it, the only way that pre-orders really affect anything is if your pre-order's still there, like the week before release, that determines how many copies that store gets, which in turn reflects how many copies they list as being sold. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like so, I guess they, I guess you only need to put five dollars down. I just typically pay for it. If I'm pre-ordering something, I typically pay for the whole thing. I forgot that you only have to put like a small amount on and can cancel it.
2: Yeah, no, I never put more than $5 unless it's like a console or something and they make you put down more. But um, anyway, um, as far as why people keep buying these games, I feel like there's this obsession with... And it's nothing new. It's been around since as long as I can remember. But I feel like there's this obsession with wanting to have everything that's new. So regardless of if it sucks that's why you have all these people every year that's like oh and i'm just using this as an example even though these games are usually more solid than the ones we're talking about but just as an example people will be like oh this year's call of duty is fucking awesome and then six months later they're like call of duty last year sucked i hope the next one's better it's like it's just this (laughs) weird mindset where people feel like they have to be the first to have um to have um whatever the new product is and not to get too like into f- like faux economics or anything but i feel like the whole idea that you have to have it first kind of became more prominent in my experiences after like the whole financial crisis because it was like if i could afford shit that means that i'm better off even if oh. that means i'm getting the even if that means i'm getting the fucking 30 percent apr gamestop credit card to be able to buy it oh and, and i feel like it just and I feel like it's just setting such a horrible precedent, like I was saying, because people are just going to buy it no matter what. And then if people point out that the game has flaws, you're going to have like 15 people jump on them and be like, you're so entitled. You're saying so <laughs> like, just get o- get the fuck over it. That's, blah, blah, blah. That's,
0: that's how I am with like PC hardware. Um, well, I used to be, I'd used to get the fucking like big, the best every product release cycle would be like, I had to, like, you know, when you're in high school. And like I was I was making way too much money for a kid in high school. Like I, I just way too much money. Um I uh, I mean not to sound too one percenter, but I don't think I've ever worked a job for minimum wage. Um man, I'm a fucking prick. <laughs> 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 um, but like I would I would, you know, get the the latest video card, or the the latest memory and just like move up and it was just all like like e-penis, like dick dick measuring. Now I wait two or three product cycles or until or until the game that i am absolutely wanting i can't run it on its highest settings then it's time to overhaul right so i understand i understand that uh, the the culture for having everything first and having everything best right and then it's just the, I, I, yeah I, see, like,
1: I, I mean i can see that i can see that too i do that with tech stuff pretty yeah. often and and not yeah, and, yeah you do usually usually it's like if i see value in something beyond what i currently have i'll be like okay right, that's right. fair enough
2: And then I feel like I feel like it's even more visible with just as an example, the PlayStation Four is on track to potentially be the highest selling the best selling console of all time. And we're only what like two years into the console cycle? And we've talked about this plenty of times before, but what does it have? Like what does it really have to justify sales that are above the PS2, which is considered one of the greatest consoles of all time? We're literally in a stage where the best games to play on the high on the best selling current gen console is stuff that came out five years ago stuff yeah. that came out one year ago that everyone's buying again <laughs> and, and it,
0: it, it, i think i think it took metal gear to be like oh that but oh fuck isn't metal gear on the older oh, yeah you can older, play that shit on yeah, ps3 it's on as, as well fuck! I,
1: it's like it's getting to the point and and that that's a great example and i totally the ps4 had an awful launch library i fucking i waited outside walmart to buy one on launch day like hey, hey did it you know, it's new, it's a PS4. Well, and the justification there was like console generations last seven or eight years. So by buying it now... I'll us to the Sega Saturn. But So, so by buying it now, uh, instead of a year down the road, you know, I'm going to pay the same amount. I just get it a year extra, basically. You know, it's relevant for that much longer while I have it. But the launch library was awful. And I feel like it's just, and I, I've said this recently, but it's just in the last six months or so that... You know, whether you're looking at the Xbox One or the PS4, there's enough content, enough good content, whether that's remasters or whether it's new titles or whether it's uh, downloadable titles or whatnot. There's just in the last like six, seven months, there's been enough content to probably justify buying one of those systems. But neither of them still really have that like killer like this game is worth buying a console for at least in terms of exclusives they both have incredible games that you can't play on the other consoles like batman and like the witcher 3 and soon fallout 4 and everything like that but neither of them have really gotten got that like holy crap you need to play this exclusive game
0: and i think i I think the the only the only one that i can think of is
2: titanfall i thought you were gonna say knack
1: Ugh, no Titanfall Titanfall was good <laughs> Titanfall was like Titanfall was overrated as shit come on well the thing about oh T- back
2: to fun bust the fuck no, up well, you no, don't I talk love, shit about Titanfall I love Titanfall but the thing about a game like that is it lives and dies Titanfall by the for, community I loved Titanfall for like one
1: week and then I got sick of it
2: no, you're right you're right Josh that it lives and dies by the community because, and so once everyone moves on to the next game then it's just useless
0: which is like it's hard because I have it on the PC Master Race and it um it's it's hard to find like good games on there
2: right right so, yeah, I mean but, I, and,
0: but I, I um I think that we're kind of devolving from like the topic which is good because we're having a good conversation. But um do you do But speaking but
2: the justified delays we were going to talk about.
0: Yeah, I mean um would you would you rather see a game delayed or would you rather see the game come out in time and then have patches?
2: I mean I'd rather see it delayed, however, unlike Mighty Number no. Nine, I'd rather have them be upfront about it instead of being like super shady and leading people on.
0: Well, th- that's you got to give them like somewhat of a benefit of the doubt because it's the first time they've ever done something like this. I mean, probably, I mean, no, no, they've made games before, but having to like run a PR side of a game company, a lot of those guys probably don't know what to do. So uh, they should just hired somebody. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I would rather see a game delayed because, um, like, the division. That's getting delayed and delayed and delayed, and I'm I'm happy because I'm really excited for that game. Like I I, I want to play that game, and I want it to be not bullshit when it when it launches. And I'm glad that they're delaying it, and which is a, a huge surprise coming from fucking Ubisoft for because sure. they really because they they, they released well what, last year didn't they release two Assassin's Creed games?
1: Yeah, yeah, there was one for last gen and one for current,
0: and then then they added they released a bunch of those like the mobile games like. Did we need two Assassin's Creed games?
2: No, I don't think so. Well, they just we wanted to, like, they just essentially wanted to sell a game to the people who don't have the new consoles and then have a game to sell to the people with the new consoles.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is just. Anyway, delays. I bet somebody wants to talk about StarCraft or StarFox.
1: StarCraft. Speaking <laughs> you of Starcraft? delays, StarCraft.
0: <laughs> yeah, when is StarCraft? Speaking of delays, 2 Blizzard.
1: Out? Blizzard, anything. They're too busy with Hearthstone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the other day it was, uh, came out at about 1am, uh, our time. It was some sad news. Um, I mean, Nintendo's had a really good year with like, a, they have a, a lot of huge releases. Um, Mario which makers, means. you know, making waves and, and people are really loving it. We've still got, uh, Yoshi's woolly world coming out this year and a couple of other titles, I believe, Animal uh, Crossing, you know, Happy Home Animal Crossing, uh, Happy Home yeah. Designer, which I know our buddy El Chucho is excited for. Um, their big, big, big hits this year were going to be The Legend of Zelda, obviously, which got delayed back in March, uh, and Star Fox, which after, I believe, after the Zelda delay, they assured fans that Star Fox would be making it out before the end of the year in this holiday season. Uh, Miyamoto actually took to Facebook himself to release a statement um, on why that won't be possible. So I've got it right here. Uh, so he said, I made a big decision last week. Uh, we've been developing Star Fox Zero for Wii U with the aim of releasing it this year. Although we felt that the development had been been progressing well. We now believe that we'll need a little more time to work on areas such as the unprecedented discovery that we want players to experience in the game by using two screens and further polishing the level designs and perfecting the tone of the cutscenes. While we while we have already reached the stage where it would technically be possible to release the title in time for a year-end holiday season, we want to polish the game a bit more so that players would be able to more smoothly grasp the new style of play that we are pros- uh, proposing." To, to the people looking forward to the launch of the game this holiday season, I am very sorry. Star Fox Zero is going to bring new gameplay and experiences that take it far beyond the framework established by Star Fox 64. All of the members of development team are doing our best so that the final version will not betray your expectations. And the game will not be delayed for a very long time. We're aiming to launch the game in Q1 2016. Please stay tuned for further announcements. So I, I feel like that was a very heartfelt, like... You know, like I, I feel like Shiggy is a dude that, like, if he, like, he sounds sad in there. Yeah, he really does. Because I mean, I like look at back and back when they were talking about the game and how excited he was for the game, and and I mean, he lives for this stuff and to, um, you know, and and but I especially like the paragraph where he says, "Yes, it would technically be possible to release the title in time for this the year end, but it's not where we want it to be yet." And so, rather, because I mean, that game, like that game releasing in november or october or whenever it would have come out like that's the holiday season like that is when you're going to sell the most copies of any game so to forego that and forego probably a lot of extra sales because it wasn't as polished as they wanted it to be and instead to release it you know q1 which is a slower season for game releases like i feel like that's that's commendable for sure
2: right and like i don't know maybe it was because of what we were just talking about that almost feels like uh not intentionally but it sounds like a subtle jab it's like well we could release it the way it is but we're going to wait and make sure it's up to your expectation for sure yeah
0: which doesn't surprise me about how like Nintendo have been handling their PR the last couple of years like they've really gotten out of their their dusty old shell um we got a new president what's the new president's name
2: Tatsumi uh Kimishima uh Hatsune Miku Hatsune Miku
0: is <laughs> okay yeah um but uh I don't know why Nintendo got a do president Tatsumi K- Kimishima. That's it.
1: Continue. I'm sorry. One one track. thing I thought was interesting about that president is that uh, shortly after he was announced, there was like an article that came out everywhere that was, you know, that this dude had warned Nintendo that the Wii U was too similar to the Wii. And I was like, that's interesting. But isn't every console kind of too similar to their previous one? Like the PS4 <laughs> yeah. is very similar to the PS3. The, the problem- Literally, they have the same game library. <laughs> 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 but but i mean all of these are you know these are consoles that exist for seven years i like while well, they're they're the, current the, for the seven years is, or so and they i mean each one it's just a, a newer iteration of the same thing
0: the the thing the thing with the wii u um i i feel like it, it was too easily assumed that the wii u um could be assumed that it was a add-on for the wii but that
1: wasn't a console problem. That was a marketing problem, completely.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that maybe that is what he's referring to.
1: Oh, if if that's what he's referring to, then then for sure. But I like, I had they, taken it that he was referring should've... to the actual console, and and that didn't make sense to me because each you know each con each console generation is just evolutionary. Like you're not you're not you know aside from probably the Wii, which really you know it did change the game because it was really the first thing that you know this is enti- an entirely different you know we're going into this console with an entirely different mindset and people that would never pick up a video game or never have picked up a video game will be able to play this console like that was kind of the first like main stream console to really do something like that um
0: besides the Atari the the Atari and then the NES and then the Wii have all have all been like everybody fucking is playing these like everybody
1: yeah yeah but yeah i mean everything they're all they're all just you know, evolutionary steps. You know, better graphics, better sound, more players. But you know, like that's how the gaming industry works. Just like how it, you know, that's how most industries work. And not that that's a bad thing, but um, just the way that I had read the article, it was was that it was pointed at the console itself, and I was like, that's that's the market, man.
0: Yeah. Um. Before we get into the TGS um roundup, um, Pokemon Go has a um launch date. Oh, uh, really? Or- November 20th in the United States. I don't have the Japanese releases in front of me. Is it United
1: got- States or is it North America?
0: Uh, North America.
1: Oh, I'm so excited.
0: North America. So Pokemon Go is coming out the 20th when everybody just assumed it was coming out in 2016.
1: Um, yeah, that's so fast.
0: Yeah. So they've been, they've been working on that. So Josh, Tokyo Game Show Roundup, uh, you
2: got 15 minutes uh, I can I can do it in less than that. I'm just going to go Ooh. through these really quick. Oh yeah, um, man, man. Yeah. So, um first and foremost, the most important news to come out of TGS for me and it's kind of bittersweet cuz even though
0: Rumpa! No,
2: no, I no, not Danganronpa. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, we've talked and we've joked about how the Vita's dead, but I feel like this at, at least in Sony's eyes, this is like the 100% proof that the Vita doesn't exist to them. Unless it's a PS4 controller, because Gravity Rush Remastered, which had been rumored for a while, got announced at TGS alongside Gravity Rush 2, which was teased at last year's TGS, but we didn't really hear anything about it until now. Both of them, well, Gravity Rush Remastered's coming out early this year, or the end of this year, I should say, um, in Japan, and then February here in North America. And then Gravity Rush 2 is coming out um, at at, in 2016, but no specific, like, date other than that. But, I mean, Gravity Rush Remastered not coming to Vita is kind of expected because it's a remaster. But Gravity Rush 2 is not coming to Vita at all. Like, one of the top Vita launch titles is just completely skipping the Vita and going straight to PS4, even though from the trailer it doesn't look much different from the first one to the point where you think, oh, the Vita's not powerful enough to run it. So, yeah. I mean... You know, we say that the Vita is dead and we've said that for a while, like pretty much only like the really niche Japanese companies are keeping it afloat and Sony pretends it doesn't exist, whatever. But you would think at the very least that they would want to try to recoup a little bit of their losses or at least try to build up some kind of hype around it by having it be dual console. But the fact that they're just completely skipping it altogether when the rumors going around is that it was planned as a Vita game originally and was just getting uh, ported to the PS4 like back last year when it was first announced was, I mean, it's as someone who really likes that system a lot, uh, it's kind of disappointing to see it completely skip it, especially because I feel like the gyro controls for the handheld would work a lot better than whatever gyro controls they could include at the PS4, but it's expected, but it's still disappointing. I don't know if you guys have any kind of thoughts on that.
0: Um, um, it's, I guess that kid at GameStop was right. Um, (laughs) <laughs> hold on there's there's an ad playing somewhere uh in my browser and i, I gotta find it
2: oh yeah I, no worries I but yeah until it. they oh, come well. out with a criminal pokemon, for
0: ps4 pokemon pokemon go november 20th north america confirmed no okay, price perfect. on the pokemon go plus um <laughs> i uh my friend is was super into gravity rush um played the shit out of it on his vita um it's 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 telling that at e3 there was only one like Vita title announced like they're they're done with it. I mean they're going to support it, but they're they're done with it. Like you can't you can't compete with
2: the DS. You you,
0: you just you just can't and I think the nail in the coffin was street pass.
2: I think like, that plays a big part, yeah.
0: I mean like um you street, street passing like a mad cunt at conventions, <laughs> walking around you got to clear you got to clear your
2: street passes. Um and like the thing about the Vita 2 is it has its own version of street pass, but it relies on the 3G connection that they tried to push when it first launched. Yeah. And, and then it's, and not everybody has that. And they don't even, they stopped making that within like the first six months anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, I mean, it's been dead in the water for a while, but it's still a slightly disappointing, but I'm still, I'm, but at the same time, I'm thrilled to see a new gravity rush confirmed and on its way and only a year away, unless it gets delayed into 2017, which seems to be the trend. Good. But, um, outside of that, we had not one, but two uh, courtroom detective simulator games get announced. Or not announced. One was expanded on, and the other one was formally announced. Oh, uh, uh, we're finally getting that Jerry Orbach DLC for Phoenix Wright? Uh, no, no, but we're getting Phoenix Wright 6. Oh, fab. Ab-fab. And I, I didn't know, realize there was a 5. Yeah, the 5th uh, one is actually really good. But the 6th one released a... They announced the 6th game about two weeks ago, and... The first trailer was released uh, yesterday at TGS, or no, yesterday or two days ago, whatever. It was during TGS. And the setting is completely different. It's like another country, but the country is named after the place that Phoenix's original assistant was from, from the first three games. So it seems like it's going to get more into backstory of the original trilogy. And to me, the most telling thing about it, though, is that neither of his apprentices, Apollo or Athena, were listed or were featured in the trailer at all, so people are starting to wonder if it's just going to be Phoenix by himself. But um, I don't think so. I feel like I feel like they put too much character development into everyone else to just go with nothing but Phoenix. But we'll find out more as the game gets closer to release. But outside of that, the second game that was officially announced in terms of courtroom dramas was, as you mentioned earlier, Danganronpa Three. So that game—it sounds so thrilled. No, I'm fucking excited for Dangan. I, I mean, I my. My wife just finished the spin off one that I reviewed a few weeks ago, and yeah, that's all we're talking about now. But um, they didn't really reveal much. It's going to be back into us, it's going to be another school setting. They didn't show any characters or implied what the plot was going to be, but it was just a shitload of teddy bears talking shit to each other. So I don't know what else you need um, outside of that. Uh, and this was just announced this morning from what I saw, but do you guys follow project cross zone at all uh, i
0: i'm really into it because i love crossovers but i'm not following it i i might pick it up um
1: he's gonna right. pre-order <laughs>
2: no but as far as uh i thought that they wouldn't get any more surprising than when they announced sega Sanshiro for the game last week say, say what now sounded like you just ordered something with rice oh no uh sega sasanshiro have you guys seen those commercials at all N- d- really you have to ask that question. <laughs> well, no, because it's an it's an old thing, but it's kind of reached internet more internet prominence lately because they had a death battle between him and Chuck Norris. But the story goes that the Sega Saturn was failing, as it as we all know, and then in Japan their sales turned around and ended up beating the PlayStation for a while because of one ad campaign that they went with, where it was just this judo master named Sega Sanshiro <laughs> who went around and just kicked the shit out of people who weren't playing Sega Saturn. <laughs> so there's these commercials of these like little kids and they're like we're gonna go play baseball and then he's standing in front of them and then he just says in japanese he says play, uh, play sega saturn which translates to, which i think he says uh his catchphrase is sega what is it sega saturn shiro which is like play sega saturn and it's a play on his name which is sega to shiro so it's like the kids are trying to go outside, play baseball, get some physical activity, and he just kicks the shit out of them because they're not playing Sega Saturn. Fuck yeah, but And there's just like a whole series of commercials where he was doing that. And then they re- constantly released commercials for a year until they released the Dreamcast. And then they ran a commercial where to stop the Dreamcast from launching, Nintendo and Sony launched a missile at Sega headquarters. So then, Segata jumped on the rocket and launched it into space, rode it into space, and then blew up on it, which killed him.
0: That's awesome. Wow. that's <laughs> awesome. That, that, like I, um, did, did any of you guys read my um, uh, Japanese Destiny live action article? No, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> there was um, because the the Destiny live action Taken King trailer was so like bad. bad. But the Japanese one was hilarious, and my question in it was: Is this hilarious just because it's Japan being weird, and we're Americans and we think, "Oh, that's cool that Japan's so weird"? Or if, is like a Japanese person really, uh, like, like, "Oh, that's so bad, like that's cringe-worthy"? It's just a sh- you know bad dialogue. Like, uh, do uh, do we have parallels? Like, we think the English live action is shit. Do they think the Japanese live action is shit? But it sounds like. That their weird ad campaigns are just beloved over there with this, you know, Sega Judo guy.
2: Yeah, the Sega Judo guy released a song at the peak of his popularity, and it sold 100,000 albums. Fuck me, bud. (laughs) But, no, but moving on from that, he was announced last week, but at TGS, I believe last night, um, they announced four new characters for Project Cross Zone, um, two of which are Cosmos. And if you're unfamiliar, the characters usually come in pairs unless they're a support unit, which where they're just by themselves. But... Um, Cosmos from Zeno Saga was confirmed to re- be returning, but she's partnered with um, Fiora from Zeno Blade Chronicles. So she kind of has a loose connection to Cosmos because they're both part of like the whole Zeno overarching series of games. That's but, how you pronounce your name, Cosmos? Um, well, in the game they say Cosmos, but everyone yeah. I talk to says Cosmos, so I just pick up on that. Yeah, I was, I was like, who the fuck's Cosmos? I've heard of Cosmos. Yeah, Cosmos. Mm. But... But even more surprising than that is they also confirmed Crom and Lucina were going to be a pair of units in the game, which up until this point, Project Cross zone has been a collaboration between Capcom Sega and Namco Bandai, but the game itself was a 3DS exclusive. Now with Fiora, and then especially with Crom and Lucina, who have no ties to any other company, it's, they're the first set of characters that are Nintendo exclusive. So now it's like a four, a four company collaboration, and it's opening the floodgates to potentially add more Nintendo characters. But even is if it it's n- just now, per- is it
0: uh, is it a 3ds exclusive?
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then with um, even if they're the only Nintendo characters that get announced, that's still fucking awesome because that's more than we could have. That's more than anyone really expected. Absolutely. But, but uh, to speed through the last couple ones because I know we're running late, um, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 got announced, <laughs> which has Kingdom Hearts uh, Dream Drop Distance, the 3ds version on it, and then two other like side stories that we don't really know much about. Uh, one of them, I believe, is going to be following Aqua in her, like, state of purgatory or whatever it is, or it locked on the other side of Kingdom Hearts or whatever the fuck went on in Birth by Sleep. <laughs> and then the other one is going to be, like, a direct bridge, if I remember correctly, between Kingdom Hearts 3DS and Kingdom Hearts 3. So basically, they're just drawing it out as long as possible before Kingdom Hearts 3 actually comes out.
0: I, I I just always appreciate how bullshit some of the Kingdom Hearts game titles are. like the, <laughs> Dream like, Drop Distance. Um, I had to look it up, but Kingdom Hearts three five eight divided by two days.
2: Yeah, and that game was fucking terrible too.
0: Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like what? What does that mean? Three. Then, what is
2: what, what is the the relevance of three five eight by two? It's actually in the story, but I don't remember because I didn't care enough. Okay. I actually didn't play it much because I I bought like three copies because of the multiplayer mode. I played it for like two hours and never touched it again. <laughs> but um outside of that we had more information on Metal Gear Online and we had a new Dark Souls 3 gameplay trailer um to follow up on the string of delays Persona 5 which was supposed to be out sometime by the end of this year but we hadn't heard anything about for a while got officially pushed back into 2016 uh we had a new Hot Shots Golf announced and which is the,
0: a surprisingly popular
2: game yeah for sure and then to play all ever of that, Hot Shots Golf? oh yeah I had the Vita yeah. version and uh I have another version too But And then to round all of that out, and one one part of this is from TGS and the other one isn't, but Street Fighter got two new characters last week uh, prior to TGS, um, ironically, in Dubai. They announced uh, Rashid, which is a brand new character. I believe he's the second of four promised, like, completely original characters. And um, he's like... And people accuse Capcom now of piggybacking off of Tekken because Tekken had a Middle Eastern fighter revealed, like, a few months ago, and now Street Fighter has one, and it's not the first that's, time. Yeah, uh, because tri- I thought, like, like when I saw that, I'm like, didn't we already talk about the
0: Middle Eastern fighter in this game? But it, you're right, it was Tekken.
2: Yeah, and then with Street Fighter Four, they had the big, fat, stereotypical American guy, and then Tekken had the same thing, too. Love so, it. So it's like, people are kind of like, uh, they keep piggybacking off of Tekken, but I whatever, don't really whatever.
1: care. If the character plays well, he plays well. but whatever uh, More to Bloody Roar? Oh, yeah,
0: what happened to Bloody Roar?
1: That, that game had... was like, that, that was the one where you like, if you did well enough through the match, you'd be able to like turn into like an animal or something, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it had like three good games and then like two shitty PS2 ones and then that was it.
0: Dude, um, shit. No, I fucking played that, that one on the GameCube like all the time.
2: Yeah, no, that was really fun at the time. Yeah, but um, but then aside from Rash- uh, aside from Rashid at TGS, they announced that Karin from Street Fighter Alpha Three was returning. Who she's essentially the Ken to uh Sakura's Ryu, so she's like Sakura's rival who follows her around. Except her fighting style is completely different from Sakura, and instead of being a friendly rival like Ken, she's just kind of like a snooty, rich snob. Nice, but but she uses like a hand to hand style with no projectiles, and the trailer that revealed her seem to imply that she's going to have a lot of new tools to kind of get around uh, fireballs and stuff. So she's not stuck. But no, I'm really excited to see her come back. But it's kind of funny because they promised at Comic Con that the game is going to have 16 characters total. I think at this point, we're at 12. And there's still two brand new characters that they haven't revealed yet. So there's only going to be two old characters left. And there's so many missing like, like that would that people would consider staples like uh, Sagat's missing, Blanca's missing, G- seems missing, Guile's missing. So it's like, there's going to be some really, hu- really huge cuts. And I know they promise that they're going to have free DLC, um, you know, in the days and months after release, but it's going to be weird to have so many characters missing yet between Karin and Armika and Charlie, there's like all these street fighter alpha characters that are taking their place. So it's just an interesting observation. And then one more thing that I didn't list was that King of Fighters 14 after like a, I believe a five-year hiatus, like a series that used to be annual, Yeah. um, Got dude, announced and it kind of looked Fatal like the Fatal Fury. the The Fatal
0: Fury movies were amazing.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, they were fucking weird though.
0: Yeah, but the the the, the first one where they, or the second one where they had to get the armor of Mars.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that was. cool And that never happens in Fatal Fury, so I don't know where they got that from.
0: Uh, it's just original. Just just let it happen. It's it's, yeah, it's just anime. Let, just let it happen. But um, can you can you spit any details on Metal Gear Online?
2: Uh, I that would probably be more in on uh, Derek's line of it because I haven't followed Metal Gear too much lately.
1: I haven't had an opportunity to look into it this week because I was away. I
2: just know it comes out in
0: October. And oh, they released a trailer of uh, Ocelot um, shooting some dudes and like he was ricocheting bullets around like.
1: Oh, is that what was happening in that trailer? Yeah. I did see parts of that trailer, but it was without sound. And I was like, how are those people dying? He's not even shooting them. <laughs> I was like, this game looks buggy as hell. Why are they showing this video right now? But that makes way more sense. You thought it was just Konami being Konami? Pretty yeah. much.
0: Did Ubisoft make this? Anyway, um, the, the, only, the only top pick I have from TGS was we got a new Mirror's Edge trailer. Just more of the same, but uh, it's beautiful. So any final stories before we get into games, boys? Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's do it quick. Uh, Josh, what have you been playing this week.
2: Um, I was playing more Persona 4 Dancing all night, which I could finally talk about because the preview embargo lifted, except we're running low on time, so I'm not going to talk about it too much just it's uh, it, fun it's the um, review abs- up not yet the um, review embargo lifts on Tuesday so that'll be up soon um, any any major complaints that the sound will randomly drop out when you push buttons so it throws off your rhythm Ooh. and uh and that you can't pick whatever character you want like every character's tied to a song Ooh. so if you're favorite- like
0: that final fantasy rhythm game
2: well the final fantasy rhythm game you could pick whoever you wanted and Uh-oh. the the sequel actually had so many characters that were digging so deep in the like final fantasy history that you never had, you were never stuck with a character you didn't want to use. But that's kind of the opposite of this because it's like, if my favorite character is attached to a song that I hate, then I have no choice, but to play the song that I hate to see my favorite character or never play as that character ah. while I picked another song. Bullshit. But I mean, other than that, it's, it's not, it, and it's not, it doesn't have a lot, whole lot of content, honestly. Like you bring up final fantasy, the final fantasy rhythm game had like hundreds of song, like over a hundred songs. This one has like 28 I think. And the retail price on it is going to be $50, which is a $10 increase from the typical Vita release.
0: Fuck, it's a Vita game?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of... eh. I mean, the gameplay is really good. It's kind of hard to see what's going on sometimes because the bright button prompts mixed in with the bright backgrounds sometimes makes it camouflage and I'll lose my combo because I'll completely miss like a floating button prompt because it blended in with the background. Yeah, gotcha. But I mean, the music's fun. The remixes are pretty good. The story mode lasts for a while. And it's as addicting as, you know, most rhythm games are. So um, overall, I think it's worth picking up, especially if you're a Persona fan. But if you know nothing about Persona, there's no reason to really pick it up, especially because the story is really weird because it's a canon sequel to the RPGs, but it gives them a reason to like dance to fight monsters instead of actually fight them. <laughs> so it's not like a weird spinoff that you just pass off as, oh, it's it's just them cashing in with a quick spin-off, which it is still essentially is, but it still ties to the main story, and it's considered 100% canon. It, it's fucking weird. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, All right. But other than that, I was playing a little bit of Splatoon Splatfest, Team Science. Um, You're not going to go art? I'm not going to go art because you don't have art without science. If it wasn't for science, you wouldn't have figured out how fucking paintbrushes and paint work.
0: Yeah, but that just happened. There was art before there was science. I don't. Science is everything. Yeah, but art, art is there. everything.
2: No, we. we oh. I would say we would settle this in the Splatfest, but the Splatfest is over by now. Um, S- settle this in the the, the splash zone. <laughs> but outside of that, um, my husbando broke up with me at the end of my first amnesia playthrough. So nah, wait, I, what? So I'm kind of going through the first story, uh, the first story scenario I played again, so I can get the best ending and keep working towards my husbando bukaki. Um
0: Wait, uh amnesia the first person horror game
2: no <laughs> that I think we've had this I think we've mentioned this before, like where it's like amnesia, the horror game, no, it's the the dating sim that I previewed at e three where you date different dudes in different dimensions where it's like in one dimension the dude's your boyfriend, and a different one someone else is your boyfriend, and that same dude from before is like your like gotcha. your friend zone guy or your coworker gotcha, or
0: gotcha, okay
2: so yeah All right, i was
0: like i was like what mod for amnesia were you fucking playing
2: <laughs> but yeah so i was actually it's funny i was kind of like at parts it gets kind of slow and i was a little bored at when it felt like it was dragging but i felt so sad when my when my fucking boyfriend broke up with me like i don't know i don't know if i can uh, like i don't know if i could pick the game back up because i don't want to go through that again i'll never leave you babe thanks that's why i can rely on you we, could, we could play criminal girls in person uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but speaking of family-friendly titles, I was also playing Disney Infinity <laughs> 3.0 um, early more, and I I was hesitant to praise it too much when I talked about it the last time I was on the show because I didn't want to let my enthusiasm get the best of me because that happened with the second game with the Marvel stuff. I was like, "This game is fucking amazing," and then after like a few weeks passed, I didn't even want to touch it anymore. But no, this game is like legitimately <laughs> but this game is like legitimately solid. And I was talking about how great the combat is, but it's to the point where I keep buying new figures as they're released just so I have an excuse to go back and play challenge maps because I maxed out the levels on everyone else that I own. And when I want to break from that and I don't feel like creating levels, I could just go to the inside out playset, which is a completely different experience and is a really um, really creative, especially towards the end levels where they get to really they get to like a lot of the more really challenging brain teasers. And it's a really deep game, especially when compared to the reputation that toys of life games have where they're just kind of shallow and an excuse to sell toys. But it's it's just so much fun. If there's a way to play it without having to invest all that money in, I would recommend uh, picking it up if you get the chance because it's a solid action game if you pick up the Star Wars side of it. And it's a solid platformer if you pick up the inside-out side of it. And we're not even done yet because we have a Marvel playset and a... Another More Star, Star Wars, Wars Force Awakened one coming out.
0: You you and know what um you know what um I just heard that
2: sold me on Mario Maker huh. was the amiibo support. Yeah, where like almost every amiibo has a costume.
0: Y- yeah, like you could play as Shulk or you can play
2: as Sonic. Yeah, and most and of them even have their own like end of stage music too. If yeah, you can stage with them. Yeah, I, I was like, that that sold me on it. That sold me on it. I just need to go get it. Yeah, I almost I, bought I it. Finally for that too. <laughs>
0: I finally like busted out my uh, my Wii U. Well, busted out meaning I took it from the empty room at my parents' house and put it in a bag and brought it to my place. Nice. So it is now downstairs in a bag,
2: probably needing to get updated. So maybe within a week or two you'll actually plug it in?
0: Uh, fuck it, I'll plug it in tonight.
2: Nice. Yeah. And speaking of Mario Maker, one of our newer writers, the ACZ, put up a glowing review of Mario Maker on our site. So if you have a yes. chance, make sure to check that out. And yeah. then, lastly, I played Senran Kagura Two, which just released this week, and I'm sure you can appreciate that shame Yes, I'm. I'm excited for that. But yeah, it's pretty much like Senran Kagura One. So if you don't know what they that need- means, you're yeah. ninjas who have giant breasts that fucking slap them in the face because they're bouncing all over the place. And I
0: have the I have the anime w- without subtitles, so I have no idea what's going on. But you don't really need to follow the story.
2: Yeah, but it's funny though because the as as like over the top as it is and it's just an excuse to have like a bunch of fan service the story's actually semi serious on a lot of it yeah and this one's kind of expanded a bit because in the first one you had to choose between either the good school or the evil school but on this one their stories are intertwined so you're constantly switching between sides hmm. so it's it's mindless hack and slash so far but it's entertaining enough the,
0: and the, the the thing that i heard for the first one is um <laughs> I, I love the story behind it. Is the the dev was like, man, I want to make a game in 3D for the 3DS. What do people want to see in 3D the most? Boobs. And that was all like he needed to like start that game.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can see that inspiration pouring out of every minute of that game. Well, there's a lot of pouring out.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, are you done with uh, your weekly uh, polls? Yeah, that's pulls
2: everything.
1: pulls and plays.
0: Derek pulls and plays. Pulls and plays. Yeah. What does that mean? What What did you pull and what did you play? Pull from where? Fuck, I don't, I don't know, dude. It, alliteration, bad alliteration, but it was alliteration
1: nonetheless. Uh, so because I was away, uh, I was limited to mobile games. I, uh, actually, I picked up uh, this War of Mine. Finally, finally, it's fucking expensive on the app store, but I was like, how much? It's it's gonna be. It was like uh, eighteen bucks. Whoa! Uh, I, but I mean, that's. I feel like it's like it's like a premium. You know, I I was like, oh, that seems like a, like you know, it's not. typical for a mobile game and then i was like oh it's like 20 bucks on steam and it's the same game so um i don't know i don't know how i feel about it so far i played it for like i i mean i only had a chance to put about 45 minutes into it i feel like dude that's all you need if you're not
0: hooked now and like really feeling it i don't think you i don't think you will
1: i just feel like there's no is there no tutorial or anything like it just kind of dropped you in here and i'm like i don't know what to do no there's no tutorial Okay, so that's kind of what that that kind of just irked me a little bit. I think I think I just need to put more time into it because I would literally just like tapping on stuff, and then it was like, oh, now it's nighttime. You got to send somebody outside. Basically, and then, basically,
0: um, there w- was there a tutorial? I can't. I don't think there was a tutorial. Like, like it literally, I
1: put, just like it gives you like a paragraph, and then it drops you in this house. And I was like, oh, like did I miss something? Like,
0: yeah, that's 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 the thing that your first. Two, two or three playthroughs are gonna. You're gonna delete and start over. At least I did. Okay. Um, and it, um, it, um, you, you have to like figure it out. Um, and so then, yeah, like
1: good. I felt like the content, like I felt like it looked great and the audio was really good and I'm like interested in what's going on, but I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing and so I wasn't having. Pro I wasn't tip, enjoying wanna, it at that point. You
0: want to, you want to build a shovel and you want to start clearing all the scrap in your house. You want to, you want to get a water collector. And then you want to get a stove, and then you want to start looking for uh food. Okay, that's pr- that's pro tip. Your first your first couple of nights should be focused on the first thing you need to do: build a shovel to clear the, the the debris, build a stove and a water collector, and then you're gonna want to go out to.
1: And you need just you just need to find certain pieces of scrap to be able to do all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
0: And um, because there's like piles of debris that um. Uh, keep you from getting to like certain areas of your of your base, yeah,
1: and so I didn't i I found out about the shovel later, but I just like had like without the shovel, I sent my dudes to these piles, and then they they were just there forever, yeah, and There's, so I was like, and then like it, the day was over, and I was like, oh like literally they just dug for like like tried to move that dirt all day
0: you um uh you should find a can of food in your base, I think, and you're gonna want to go to. The one of the first areas it says like, oh, there's there's a homeless man living here. If you go to him and give him the food, you'll get a bunch of diamonds that you can then barter for. Okay. So that's like that's a little like first. So like, and is it
1: like is it like a story based game or is it like a like kind of like a don't starve, like survive as long as you can type thing?
0: It's it's don't starve. But what happens is that the characters are going to develop their stories as the more knights you, you have together and depending okay. on what they do.
1: But they can like they can die.
0: Oh yeah! Oh okay. yeah! Yeah. Um. And then you're gonna lose um like somebody that that, that carries a lot of stuff. Um. Yeah. It's it's really and they can die quick. They can they can die quick. And what's cool? And I don't know if it's on the iOS version, but you can make your own um character. Okay. Um. In the one of the most recent updates, but yeah. So, yeah. Hey, so yeah.
1: that's that's really that all all that I've tried. Um. I, I I'm definitely looking forward to putting some more time in it into it. I just didn't know what I was doing
0: hmm um my plays this week um more metal gear um that game is absorbing my life i've been doing the side missions and trying to upgrade my mother base um i am about to go to the second area i'm on the the very first mission in the second area but i've been trying to get all the all the um side stuff sorted um i also played the new grand theft auto online updates They added um, free mode events, which are pretty much just public events like in Destiny. And it's probably one of the best things that they've released for Grand Theft Auto Online. Um, It is, you can, every 12 minutes a new public event happens, and you either go to the starting point, you go to the objective, or you just... um, uh, compete in the objective. And so they have some where, like, everybody's got to go get a brief, ca- like, run for a briefcase and take it to a spot. Whoever takes it to the spot first wins. Um, get to a helicopter and shoot targets. Like, two teams have to, like, uh, compete shooting uh, similar targets. Um, there's there's fun ones like longest jump, um, highest free fall um, without opening your parachute. And then there's some like get the most player kills with a sniper rifle, um, com- commit the most um, amount of damage in dollars. Um, drive the fastest. There's it, there's a lot of variety. There's one that I didn't get to play that I really wanted to play called Beast Mode, where one player turns into Teen Wolf from like the Michael J. Fox uh, Teen Wolf, and he can run faster, stronger. He pretty much is, is buffed up. He does not show up on anybody's radar, but everybody else is trying to get him and kill him before he gets to a spot. Um, and then they added some like um, multiplayer modes where um there's like a, like two teams are fighting over like a neutral zone and the point of the the point of the um uh the point of the game type is to get everybody from your side through the neutral zone onto the other side uh and then there's a subreddit called um heist team i believe it's heist teams uh where you can go on and just um make a post and get people that want to do heist with you so i teamed up with some guys and played through a bunch of fucking heists which got me a lot of money and are really 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 fun, um, and besides that, I was um, started playing from the depths with my friend. Uh, I kind of muffed around on my own; didn't really get into it. But playing with somebody else, um, and you're just trying to come up with crazy vehicles, um, is awesome. We uh, he made uh, a submarine that has balloon deployers on it, so it turns into an airship. Uh, I'm working on double hold hydrofoils. Uh, it's it's a fucking fucking blast. That's a pre release game uh, on Steam. Uh, It's pretty much like Minecraft on the water, but you can build boats, submarines or dirigibles. Um, But that's all uh, I've been playing this week. Um, So mission objectives. What do you say? Let's go for it. Last week we asked you guys, what was your favorite PlayStation memory of the last 20 years? And Josh, you weren't here. So what's
2: yours? Um, I posted it in Derek's, um, in Derek's post asking that question, but do you want me to read it or do you want to go for it? I'll, I'll read it. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Basic. <laughs> um, it'll be hard to capture the essence of my post if I try to recite it again. Um, and my PlayStation memory was the time my PS3 broke with a mysterious error code that Sony support quote didn't know about, but they could fix it for two hundred dollars. A uh-huh. year later, the P- PS3s had a mass shutdown with the same where with the same error code that I got, and it was fixed within a day through a patch. Bullshit. And either that, or the time that I got a bunch of free games in exchange for my credit card information. <laughs> Wait. What? Free games
1: when they got hacked.
0: Oh, 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 oh. That was
1: like they're like we're sorry. Mm, yeah, okay. like we're sorry, here's
2: Pursuit Force. You didn't um, want it when it was sold, but <laughs> Pursuit Force. Um, wasn't that a a PSP game? Yeah. That game was fun. I had that. It was it was like
0: fun for a little bit. And then it got hard. The difficulty ramped up hard. <laughs> it did. Um, so um we got uh Jesse I um said the intro of the PS1 And losing my memory cards, Um, there is a YouTube video of of the um, PlayStation One startup sound remastered in HD, Um, and you hook that up to some big speakers, and it rumbles. And it's like I never owned a PS One, but that sound, like that, just that ominous synthesizer, and then the twinkles at the end, like it um, really—it's big old nostalgia like explosion um dakota a said his favorite uh, playstation memory was buying an xbox (laughs) uh chad Chad p said seriously losing those memory cards and then looking at circuit city for the knockoff ones anthony uh anthony i just posted a picture of a memory card (laughs) um benjamin m said not owning a playstation and adam b
2: uh, uh got some Kirk. flame wars going i on. know you, yeah. you got a lot of like xbox guys on your on your facebook or something yeah yeah wake um, up sheeple yeah
0: uh then <laughs> ty b said a uh, tough question but my earliest playstation memory is playing siphon filter on the ps1 and tasing enemies until they caught fire uh, i forgot about that that was that was one of those games that uh is probably one of my earliest memories um um, then Lee N said, me never owning a PlayStation, um, the PlayStation had a disc in an era of cartridges. All of my WTF, my prepubescent mind of what sorcery this is, and why my friends are all obsessed with Final Fantasy. Then Andrew W said, uh, the time I sold my PS3 because it never got any use. PSN, the interface, the voice shower atrocious back when I had a PS3. And then Taylor H said, first time I watched the Xenogears opening animation
2: um what do you guys have and actually before Derek gets into his that was so cynical that I feel like I have to change my answer really real quick um like realistically probably my first game on PlayStation was Tekken 2 and I absolutely loved it and that was the first time I played like an arcade quality game on console and then yeah. right after that, the first game I ever bought with my own money was Super Puzzle Fighter for the PlayStation. <laughs> oh, that was some good shit. And I played that game for years, and then it ended up going from, like, the $40 that I paid for it to, like, 120 So it was, like, also, like, the first accidental rare game I think I bought. No, Earthbound oh, wow. was the first one, but that was probably the second.
1: Oh, right on. You got any, uh, Derek? Yeah, so uh, Dylan L. said, The ending of Uncharted 2 hands-on, uh, emotions ran wild, amazing game start to finish. Uh, Frank S. said, Dylan L. is right. I would have said the sequence in Uncharted 2 when the building is collapsing with you in it. Uh, Jonathan L. Uh, Jonathan uh, London uh, said, <laughs> playing GTA 3 in grad school, the game seemed enormous to me and was a system seller for the first PlayStation system I ever owned. I bought a PS2 with money from my first job after leaving New York and moved moving to Los Angeles. Uh, then we have an amazing story from Frank, uh, Frank S. So he said... Uh, when I was in my twenties, I was working at Domino's and saved up to buy a used PlayStation at a pawn shop. At the same time, I got Resident Evil 2 and proceeded to drive home and play the hell out of it at my house. A few hours later, after being completely blown away, I decided to take it to a friend's house so I could show him and we could have a night full of gaming. I get to his house and he's not home yet, so I decide to hook up the PlayStation uh, to his TV and play some games until he got back. As soon as I turned the TV uh, on, the picture was completely unstable and was flipping vertically. I was devastated. I, I I had completely convinced myself that by driving around with it in my car, I had broken the laser and ruined the PlayStation. In a fit of wonderful rage, I ripped the PlayStation out, took it outside, and slammed it against the tree over and over, sending shards of it across the yard. (laughs) <laughs> a few hours later, when my friend got home, I told him the story, and he started laughing at me. It turns out the PlayStation—it uh, turns out that his TV broke the night before, and there was nothing wrong with the PlayStation. I had to save up to get a new one. What? Wow. Like why would he do that to begin with? Uh, Miles H said the hack. Uh, Megan Haley. Megan H. Oops, I said a full well, she name. Writes for
2: the site sometimes. So I think that's okay. Oh,
1: she's all good. Uh, my cousin making me marathon Metal Gear Solid Two because I was really good at games. Uh, Those were in quotes. I I made air quotes with my hands. Uh, Good thing we're a video podcast. (laughs) (laughs) He made me skip all the cutscenes and I finished it in a weekend. Went back to play it again when I got my own PS2. Uh, Eric D. said, uh, favorite playing Uncharted for the first time and finishing the trilogy in a week. Least favorite waiting for Uncharted 4. Uh, Graham H. said, attempting the second Digimon game that had a limited amount of steps on each level. Uh, I think you remember playing that on Eric's birthday. He's a friend of mine and uh yeah we used Is to that the
0: one that you got in trouble for stealing skittles
1: yeah that's the one sorry graham uh and then justin w i think i've told the story on the podcast actually but he said that time we opened up your ps2 because it was overheating and found a pound of cigarette butts inside <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> yeah so i it, for, like i had i saved up for a long time um Went to Nana. I lived-, I lived about an hour away from where I'm living right now, but moving away from because uh, that's where the closest EB was. So for my birthday, I went to buy, like, with my own money. My parents took me to this place, like, where there was an EB so I could buy a PS2. And of course, the pre owned units were cheaper by quite a substantial amount, from what I remember. Um, and this was about a year or so after the PS2 came out. Um, so I went with the used console, um, bring it home. You know, I got a game with it too. Actually, my first game was Rygar, The Legendary Adventure. Great game. Uh, got to work, kind of ripped it off, I think, a little bit. You yeah, no, ready. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I get get it home, try to pop the game in. I got friends coming over for, like, my birthday party, too. So we, like, you know, rented some games and stuff like that. And then um, uh, all of us, like, the PlayStation keeps turning off and keeps turning off, and it's overheating. And so my dad, like, my dad, like, pops it open filled with like tobacco like 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 literally like you open the casing and you cannot see like the boards or the chips or anything because it's just covered in like like there were cigarette buds and like just like what looked like just loose tobacco and uh it was it was ridiculous um yeah so we ended up taking it back to eb and uh I think i'm pretty sure my dad threw like a like he was pissed because that was four hours worth of driving in the end to get like to bring this console back um so i think that they just gave us a new one
0: cool (laughs) cool
1: oh and uh nicholas uh d said finally getting my own chocobo for the world map in final fantasy 7 all right nice and then
2: i only had and then i only had two um matt r said the demo of ape escape uh, with the launch of the original DualShock controller,
0: Ape Escape. That's right. I remember that shit.
2: I remember being so mad because I rented the game as soon as it came out, but I didn't have a dual sto- uh, dualShock controller, so I couldn't play it. I think you told that story once, like yeah. your biggest gaming disappointment or something. It's ridiculous, but anyway. And oh, then that uh, Tomba Oh, uh, Megan bought. Oh, I bought Tomba because it was on a uh, flash sale, and Megan's was playing it right before I started. Uh, right before we started recording, so she said she was going to force you to play it next time that you're around. Fine.
0: I might be coming down in November for game days. Oh, nice. So, Mega64 game days in November.
2: And then my, and then my only other response was Gonzalo G, who and going back to what we were talking about earlier, he said, the one where Sony took a beloved Vita franchise and gave it to the PS4.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Alright, our question of the week for you guys this week. Um, what retro console would you love to collect for? Um, anybody want to go first? Any of you two?
1: Yeah, so I I actually used to ha- actually have a fairly extensive uh collection of classic games. Um I mean it would like everything from like NES, Super NES, N64, GameCube, uh, Master System Genesis, Saturn, uh, you know, all the portable stuff, Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket, even Wait, did,
0: like, you, did you just make a distinction between Master System and Genesis? Yeah. They're the same
1: thing. No, they're not.
0: Y- yeah, they are. Wasn't the master system the british one and the genesis was the uh, us version? No. Nope. <laughs> Hold on. Second <Sega laughs> master the, the second master system is the third generation home video game console manufactured by Sega. It was originally uh, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> the reported to the system giving respect credit system's role in Sega's development of the Genesis. Shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mega
0: Drive. That's what it was in 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 Europe was Mega Drive.
1: Ah okay. Um, mega drive yeah and I, so i even had like i had like obscure stuff like there's this console called like the amiga cd 32 which was kind of neat and oh just, yeah fuck I, yeah like i one? had like do you have a I had, like a lot um and like tons of games for all of them and uh uh it actually all like it got put into like a museum exhibit like my dad who worked for the city in the town i live in they actually like hired him to curate this like video game exhibit in the museum um, with my stuff and he collected as well. So his stuff, he had way more than I had even um, and uh, a couple of other collectors. Um, So it was actually in the museum. It was, it was looked fantastic and it was around for about two years. Actually they kept it. Um, And then I don't know what's that? The museum burnt down. No, I, I don't know what happened, but like, get like when everything was like got broke down to like you know be like for a new exhibit to come in um a lot of my stuff went missing um what's that
0: yeah right i mean some fucking like museum employees yeah i
1: mean it's like it just when i went to get my stuff like a lot of it wasn't there in any case and i don't know what happened but after that i kind of like you know i was very just kind of yeah i was really disheartened and and i just remember like i took it all home several you know several like boxes and boxes of stuff and i took it all home and it just kind of sat like i didn't really even like take it out again and then one day i was like you know i can't even like i don't even want to look at this stuff anymore so i just like brought it all to a pawn shop oh yeah so that's uh if i were to get into one again it would probably be um i think it'd probably be the nes stuff because i had the most fun collecting that stuff I think just because there was such a huge variety and a lot of those games were so bad that it was just hilarious to like, I mean, I like I used to, like when I was a kid I would like ride my bike to like garage sales on the weekend to see if they had any like video games and it was such a good feeling to like pick up this like just this weird ass like NES game and you have no idea what it is and you pop it in your console and it's so bad that it's like hilarious. Um, So yeah, I think it would be the NES. Right on, Josh?
2: Um, For me and Derek mentioned it a little while ago, but I'm in a similar situation, not as much as Derek mentioned, but I have so much crap that I might as well act, say that I'm actually doing this. But um, I would say I want to collect a bunch of the Neo Geo Pocket Color stuff.
1: Like, Dude, do you I have do a love... Neo Geo Pocket Color? Yeah, like, yeah, I've I to, I still, I still have mine too. Yeah, the lead. We've
0: had this, we've had this conversation that we have you, that you have a link cable, and the next time
1: you're together, you guys are going to play because you have Card Fighters Clash, don't you? Uh, no, I don't dude I have, you gotta uh, get card, Fight- card fighters clash is like the best neo geo pocket game
2: yeah and then i got the ds version that they released and it was terrible
1: yes it was terrible yeah but the, but, the neo geo pocket version is like freaking heaven
2: yeah no i've always heard amazing things about it like my favorite game on it was match of the millennium which i thought oh well, yeah match of the millennium is good too i thought it, it was a better game than the arcade version of snk versus capcom so um yeah and it, that that handheld was just so far ahead of its time like i just want oh it was amazing including yeah. including gal fighters i i was so close to buying gal fighters so many times and i just never did and then when i finally decided to get it i couldn't find it anymore but it was the fighting game with nothing but female characters and the final bosses iori and drag
1: <laughs> really
2: yeah but yeah no that wouldn't. actually now that you mentioned it, i should get back into trying to track some of that crap down do it do it get rid of your disney infinity shit and do that i can do both <laughs> no you
0: can't that in amiibos you're doomed dude skylanders comes out tomorrow and we're gonna be there first thing in the morning oh fucking hell bud comes out on a sunday
2: yeah like skylanders like all those toy games come out on a sunday like actually lego dimensions comes out a week from tomorrow weird weird
0: not weird i mean uh, anyway i'm really tired i'm really tired like i fell asleep at one point during this podcast i'm pretty (laughs) sure like I, i i i crushed some some yerba mate and a rock star and i'm still dozing off um so I, if I had to collect for a retro system, it would have to be the Genesis or the Mega Drive. Um, just, just because I, I was always a Sega kid. I um, never had a SNES. Um, I had a Genesis. Loved it. And getting, um, and then I went from the Genesis to the 64. And I never, and I always like wanted the Saturn. And I always wanted the, what was the thing that came out parallel to the Saturn? It was, a, was a, it, was a no, it was there was just it was their sixteen bit no it was thirty two x no there, was the Saturn wasn't there like a Jupiter plan you talking about yeah, the Neptune? Neptune
2: no the yeah. Neptune fun fact that's actually where the name hyperdimension Neptunia comes from really <laughs> yeah really that's main, awesome each main character represents a console and in the first game they kill Neptune or they try to kill Neptune and she loses her powers which is supposed to be a parallel of the Sega Neptune getting like knocked out of the business before it was released.
0: Nice, nice. So it was the the Neptune that was supposed to, like, bridge to the Dreamcast. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, the Genesis. Um, all the fucking, like, rando add-ons you can get, like, the 32, this, the, the CD, and then that was really the end of an era where there was all these, like, weird third-party, like, remakes. Like, you could get a, I think you could get, you could have gotten a Panasonic, um, uh, no, 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 wait no 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 the, the, there was just first party re-releases that was that was the end of an era where there was like different versions of the console that that bridged everything like you could get a a genesis um like a, it was the size of a, like a cd walkman that played sega cd games you could put like genesis cars and 32x carts in it um like do you remember like um uh Oh, i fell asleep again do you remember like the 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 uh, nes like two that was the top
2: loader I fell asleep mid sentence oh, yeah yes, no I but did. i know what you're talking about
0: <laughs> like i i loved all those weird like quirky um um like bundle versions um and n- weird side note do you guys remember the panasonic q vaguely
2: it i was remember like going the, to the local was it the GameCube one? shop
0: yeah it was the gamecube one that, that played dvds yeah yeah, so I I would just in, in on all the 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 accessories uh, for the Genesis. I never had a six button Genesis controller. So getting older and like watching like retro collector um, uh, YouTube channels made me really like miss out on that. Like I wish I was a little bit older um, in that time so I could co- collect that stuff. But also I would like to collect retro PC stuff because like big box PC games always fascinated me. And um uh like the big manuals, um, but definitely, definitely the Genesis. Um so yeah, I guess that's it. So uh let us know what retro console would you like to collect for? Um as oh, oh, and around the site. New feature, new uh new thing we're we're doing on the show is other stuff around geekscape.net. My around the site pick was review of the movie Cooties. Uh the movie Cooties stars Eliza Wood um basically it's a horror comedy zombie breakout happens in elementary school. What do uh, check out the review by uh, Gabriel Grunbaum? Uh, wh- what is your guys around the site.
1: So I got uh, I, I actually really loved the um, last week we published for uh, this might be the same thing as, as I said last week. But last week we published a like a roundtable about all of our favorite, uh Mario memories in, in celebration of Mario's 30th anniversary. Did I say that last week?
0: No. Okay, so
1: a- so that was my favorite. It's a it's amazing reading like everyone's opinions, like like their favorite memories and stuff. And Jonathan was not a part of it. Um, he actually wrote up a lengthy. His memory is really powerful. I read it earlier today. It should yeah. be up on the site in the next couple of days. Yeah, um, read it. And he talked about his main show. Yeah, his greatest memory of of Mario is incredible, and uh, I'm really looking forward to you guys being able to read it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and Josh, what's your uh, thing around the site this week?
2: And what I echoed towards earlier, the Mario Maker review, uh, feel like it was really well put together and made me excited to go play it. So I'm still, I still haven't picked it up, but it's more the reason to convince me to go get it. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: get it just because of the amiibo support. So, um, yeah, check those, check those three uh, uh, other articles out. Uh, leave us a comment on um, what your favorite uh, retro console you'd like to collect for uh, give us a share, like us on SoundCloud give us a review on iTunes, as always you can find us at Geekscape.net follow us on Twitter at Geekscape Games I am at Shane O'Hare Jaken on PSN and Steam um, I'm just getting back into CSGO because uh, there was a huge CSGO patch that I just realized I forgot to talk about on the show <laughs> <laughs>
1: All uh, so, right, we went long, anyways.
0: Yeah, we went really long. Um, But we were quick. Good content. All for you, Jeremy Shepard. I feel like All it was pretty you. varied
1: this it was time. Good. And I feel like the not talking about Destiny was probably the best part of the show.
0: Yeah, yeah I yeah. think so. But, yeah, I, uh,
2: but I'll have the whole week to play Taken King. So that might change next week.
0: Yes, yes. Play it. Oh, we we'll, we'll get back with one. But we're going to limit like
1: You three can do a bonus episode that no one will listen to.
2: I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it. I'm super fucking broke. I don't have it. And while we're That's adding funny. features, I want to also add the feature where we retract something we said. Because, oh, yes. Because uh, apparently I just read that the um, Pokemon Go release date was mixed up with the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon release date. So it is not coming out this year. It's not? No. <laughs>
1: you just broke my heart.
0: Oh, my God. Because oh, I I read on the site that it was supposed to come out um the 20th. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I haven't
1: like fuck it, I fuck read. it anyway.
0: You can you can you can find us on Twitter at Geekscape uh, <laughs> Games at Shane O'Hare, SSJen,
1: at D Cranervelt, at Eno uh, Joshua, K seventeen on all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and at Eno Joshua on everything.
0: Okay, all right. We'll see you guys back here next week. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.